<laughs> this is Goodness. our dedication to the class of 2020. To anybody who is living through the year 2020, you are now part of the class of 2020. Amen. We have lived through something together. But here's to 2020 and all of the hard lessons it taught us. Let's hope 2021 has some bringing it step, right? Bigger, better, and stronger. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the From Quarantine podcast, a weekly dose of dry humor from two Americans living in the heart of Europe. Hosted by January Newbanks and Tassie Gibson. Hello, Tassida. Hi, friend. How are you? I'm good on this sunny morning. I know. It's beautiful. It's like summer out there. I know. Um, but the best part of this week is... <gasps> drum roll, please. We finally <laughs> see each other in person. Yes, we did. We finally saw each other's faces. <laughs> Not on a computer screen, but in real life. Yes, that was such a treat. I'm so I got to see that. like all of my closest friends in real life, except for a couple of them. But in real life this weekend and it was amazing to get to like <sighs> illegally hug people. <laughs> um yeah, I think that it like this the, the the past two weeks let's say of things opening up and seeing people and being able to engage with other people without feeling like um you're going to endanger their lives yeah um has been really really refreshing and um yeah. given me given me a lot of um I don't even. I I don't want to say hope. That sounds that sounds so cheesy. But you know what I mean. Like I feel like yeah, oh, I'm a real person again. Pinocchio, I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> to be the ever-present pessimist in the room, um, our our number has gone up. Yes, it's not true. by significant expected, amount. Right? Like that was expected because it is expected. Yeah. Up then that's going to happen but the goal is to keep it below 1.3 I think is the is the yeah. goal and it's last 1. I read 1.24 was it okay the last more as of this morning it's 1.24 I think two something yeah mm-hmm. so we'll see though <laughs> I know but you gotta live your life you know you do. And, you know, you and I read an article, which we haven't talked about, but might come up later, about how actually the most, uh, say, dangerous, for lack of a better word, situations are in your home and sitting in an open space um, office um, yeah. and mm-hmm. meeting in the park and having a beer is not the most dangerous space to be. So get out there, have a walk, mm-hmm. walk next to your friend. Yeah. Your go to nature the trees the trees will help you <laughs> inhale all of that tainted oxygen <laughs> that, right. that is not founded in science at all <laughs> that's january science that's how i imagine the trees just like cleaning all of our air i mean it's true the plants certain plants clean air right i mean like snake plants you're supposed to put them by your bed so that they absorb all of the like gross air and you're clean I've heard that before I've also heard that it's much more effective just to open a window but yeah I do that too I do that too I do both so except for my snake plant is across the room for me it's not like right by my face or anything those things are huge yeah (laughs) 
Um, so it's been good. It's been good here in the Czech Republic. Yeah. Seeing, seeing how things are going and uh, things opening up and um, people getting back to living their lives and um, and and seeing that although the plan has lots of meandering, there seems yeah. to be a plan. The EU is has talks and. Um, so I'm going yeah, to be the we're op- finally hearing more from the EU than we are from like Czech government itself, which is kind of going back to normal, right? Right, right. Yes, that's encouraging. And that our neighboring countries are talking about opening up Austria. I'm just Austria, waiting for them what? to give us the go and I'll be on a mountaintop in like four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were just talking about this. I was like, let's go on an introvert vacation, Tati, where like you go hike up a mountain and me and my torn meniscus go sit by the river or the lake. I mean, and uh, read books all day. And then we get together for dinner. I know my favorite last night I had a dream that we were on a train. So maybe it's a a sign. It's a sign. (laughs) (laughs) What do we have to do though? I mean, like, Okay, so I've heard conflicting reports. Like, I heard from you that you have to have, like, a negative COVID test, right? It's changing every day. And then they're yeah. also like, oh, we're just going to check your temperature. Right. So it's it's a, it's a constant game of let's see who says what. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> Yeah, because there's, like, eight countries involved. <laughs> yeah, because and it depends which country. Yep. Um, but, yeah, like, the, I think that for a hot minute <laughs> they're still saying um that they would like to see tests when you come in uh mm-hmm. at least to the Czech Republic and I think Germany also Austria may be pushing off of that a little bit um and Slovakia I'm pretty sure but like that sounds like that's going to ease off quite quickly um and that it will be more like if you're a tourist from a low risk country, then you can come. But um, if you're flying from a high risk country, then the test would still be required. But this is all speculation of how they're going to implement this yeah. because it really depends. Who yeah, you're- and it's different like the EU Schengen subset versus like non Schengen. Right, right, right. Yeah, like the Estonias have sort of like already put together kind of like a little yeah there have been these trap bubbles that um countries have been developing which is basically what austria czech and slovakia um yeah slovaks did better than us Mm -hmm. and we did better than austria Mm -hmm. so but like you know but all the numbers are fairly comparable like they're yeah uh, in the same neighborhood, Germany is not in that um, bubble yet, but they're trying. They're pushing hard. Um, yeah, but they also have a lot more people and a lot more um, board, shared borders on the other side they do. with countries that were harder hit. So yeah, yeah um, and Italy, uh, Austria is still keeping the border checks with Italy. So um, mm-hmm. so we'll see. It's like um, we'll. I mean, June fifteenth seems to be a date that people are throwing around quite a bit. So mm-hmm. let's see what happens then. Yeah. I'll <laughs> um, just but, sit here waiting. Yeah. So it leads us into the discussion today because um, this episode we are entitling the class of 2020. Um, and it's kind of our 
take on this spring has been well this whole year 2020 has been a real doozy right (laughs) like so from from day one there's just been so much happening and the especially the last like 75 days um just brought a lot of chaos and we've all missed out on important events um I had several visitors that should have come throughout the spring that I've missed out on seeing. Yeah. Um, I have a friend whose wedding was canceled. So like so many things have been canceled or postponed. Um, and we don't know when those things will come about again or if they're missed opportunities. Um, but through that, necessity is the mother of invention. Um, and we've talked a lot about that on this podcast of how people mm-hmm. have um, tried to find ways to still have those connections. So today we'd like to talk about how the world has changed and how we've compensated for that change, how we've filled in the gaps um, by talking about especially graduation um, and some other mm-hmm. events that have been canceled. The world has changed Yes, I think the class of 2020 has has certainly felt that pain. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so there were a lot of people that kind of came together, like Facebook did an event, NBC did an event that I thought was was done pretty well. Barack Obama spoke as a commencement speaker for all graduations, which was so cool. But every country has like a, a couple of different variations on like what graduation means to them. And I thought it would be interesting, Tassie, since you've been here longer um, and you've heard about people and their graduations. Like, what is commencement like here in the Czech Republic? So for what we would call in the U.S. high schoolers, um, they don't necessarily have a um, graduation ceremony like we do in the States where you have the gown and you do the hat tassel and throw mm-hmm. the hat and all that good stuff. Um, when you graduate from university, there is a graduation ceremony where you have someone deliver a commencement speech. And of course, those university students will have missed out on that opportunity. But if you're in high school, you have something like our prom. Um, and it's a ball that the students prepare for um, really for the whole year. Um, because it's not just like that you have a date, you don't necessarily even have to take a date, but your whole family goes with you. So they rent out a giant ballroom in the center of Prague. Um, the one at, uh, at, um, oh, what's the name? Lucerna. Ah, there Uh we go. So, uh, your school rents out a big, um, dance hall. Uh, Lutzerna is one of the most famous ones, which is this beautiful, I think, like 1920s, maybe um, just beautiful venue. Um, That's really pretty in there. They have like a rooftop garden and everything. Yeah, it's beautiful. And you invite your whole family. So your grandparents come and your parents come. And I've been to several friends, their kids Um, graduations because you invite people that are important to you Um, and you go and they have ballroom dancing sometimes they have a live band that plays um, and the kids usually put together a performance where um, it's like a montage of different 
songs and dances and thank the parents. And then one of my favorite things is they take like a parachute and they dance around the hall and people throw money at them, which just seems Ah. incredibly dangerous because you're throwing money off of like first or second floors. Um, But they collect all that money and then that money is used for them to um, sometimes go on a trip together as a class or um, to do some project for the school as a class or something. Um, amazing. And, yeah, and it's a really lovely experience that rounds out their um, high school career. And I'm really sad that this class will have missed that because, um, yeah. yeah, I think it's something that stays with them. It's it's a rite of passage. You take dance classes here from the age of 15. And one of the reasons is because you're going to dance at your high school ball. Mm. Um so it's a really beautiful custom. And I would love if in the U.S. you could incorporate families. Like, I just think that that makes it such a such a different experience. Mm-hmm. There's such a different dynamic between teenagers and the family uh, unit here in Prague than there is in the U.S., though. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really, I mean, I don't know really where it comes from. But um, I think if you showed up to prom with like your grandparents and your second cousin on your mom's side <laughs> like, you know and <laughs> your parents friends like I feel like there would be a lot of like oh my god <laughs> yeah it, it, it is a different a different dynamic and that's maybe a conversation for another another podcast um, that mm. you and I have had many a times but yeah the way that family units interact um, is, is slightly different not no yeah, it's so on cool. either side. you see like you see you know teenage boys like hugging and kissing their moms on the or street when they greet them their mom walking down the street in like yeah. such a sweet way not in a strange way at all yeah yeah, yeah like I saw like a 14 year old boy um in Italy and which is like even more so um 14 year old boy like sitting on his dad's lap because there was like not a lot of room um, and the whole family was like laughing and eating and all this kind of stuff. I was like, that would not happen in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Like that boy would rather die. <laughs> the family unit here is it's, it has a different dynamic. So it does, and I love it. Yeah. So our hearts go out to those students yes, that are missing out on absolutely. that. And for our Czech listeners, you might um, talk about the U.S. prom experience. Yeah, so U.S. prom, um, I mean, I don't know if there's anything, like, particularly, like, special about it, other than, like, it's a rite of passage and everybody in the movies, like, rents a limo and gets a hotel room afterwards. I don't know. Um, well, you have to have a theme. You have to have you a theme. You do have to have a theme. So, you know, a popular popular themes have been, like, under the sea when we were graduating. Under the sea was, like, everywhere. Oh, come on. Help me think of other ones because I can't think of them right now. Um, uh, there was something like uh, about the moon or over there's the There's a night to remember. A night to remember, yes, where everything is decorated with... Um, like kind, kind of, of Fred Astaire-ish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like old Hollywood kind of glam. Um, I don't know what the kids are doing that. Um, I with feel like their I've themes. seen, at, at least on Facebook pictures, there seems to be kind of an era... Um, theme. So I saw some that yeah. had like a 1920s kind 20s of 20s flapper kind yeah. of thing. Uh-huh. So Tassie, have you delved into the world of prom proposals? 
I've heard about this. This was not a thing when we were. In no, because there's no social media. So yeah. like we were just like, do you want? Well, come? you had to get your yes. prom date like on September 1st, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. they broke up. And, like, and you had to have a prom date. Like, that's important. Like, you, yeah. you don't go to prom alone. No. You mm-hmm. have to go with someone. Well, some but some kids do. I mean, some kids go in groups that are yeah. not couple So, I did that a couple of times. I did and... that a couple of times, too. But still, that's not the norm. <laughs> you don't think so? I think it's, I don't know. It seemed perfectly acceptable at the time. Because, like, there were three couples in our group, but also four or five singles. So, I don't know. Felt normal to me. But, um, so the prom puzzles are, like, if you take the um, marriage proposal and you make it for, like, 15-year-olds. So go to this dance with me? <laughs> so there's, like, flash mobs. There's, like, f- you know, like, those fireworks things that like make a lot of colorful smoke and then like the gut like when the smoke clears the guy's like down on one knee with like a corsage or something oh my gosh it's something it's funny because like my marriage proposal I got (laughs) off I got off an airplane from Prague from visiting Tassie Andy came to pick me up and I got my my suitcase off of the conveyor belt I turned around and he just handed me a box with a ring in it. Like it was open and then like just looked at me <laughs> for like a good 30 seconds. So I'm like, man, these kids are getting like more fancy proposals for prom than I got for marriage. No, but that's like what makes my husband adorable. He was super nervous. Um, but yeah, the prom puzzle thing is really fun. And I especially like its incorporation in like TV shows and stuff now. I just watched mm-hmm. uh, an American TV show, like the new show from Mindy Kalig. I can't remember. Oh, I don't remember. I saw oh, the, what it's the called. previous for it. Yeah, but um, it was cute. It's about like an Indian girl, and she's going to university. Or she's going to university. She's going to high school, and it's all about her experience. And I really enjoyed the Mindy Kalig show. Um. Even though I can't currently remember its name, though. And I just have to say that personally, I'm here for promposals. I think this is awesome. Um, any, I mean, uh, unless you're, like, making somebody feel bad. If you're making somebody feel good, then I'm all for it. And, you know, no, but I don't think The name think of that... the show is Never Have I Ever, by the way. Aha, uh-huh, yeah, Never Have I Ever. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was adorable. And um, I love to watch shows about teenagers, which I'm, I'm not really sure what that says about me. I also just finished a YA book, like the, uh, it was like a murder mystery book that was like part serial, part I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. It was really kind of cool. I liked reading it. Um, but I like things about teenagers because that part of your life is like so fluid and up in the air. And right. um, one of the things that is so cool about being a teenager is that you feel like the world is your oyster. Like everything is in front of you. And, um, and, and it's true. I mean, like we rely on our youth to eventually take our place, um, in leading the country in a lot of different ways and leading their communities. And, 
mm-hmm. you know, becoming teachers and becoming uh, educators in other ways and also politicians. Yeah, um, which is why I think that it was really good that um, different well-known figures stepped up and mm-hmm. um, spoke out to this class. And I think to all of us, like we're talking about the the graduating class of 2020, but we're also talking to all of us that have been sitting in our living rooms and yeah. uh, bedrooms waiting for life to open up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciated that President Obama and President Bush, um, George W. Bush, came out and said... Um, the other one's dead, so... <laughs> yes. I know, but I I feel like W deserves his W. Like, <laughs> I mean, that is his nickname these days, right? George it's Duffy. true. It's true. Um. Yeah, I I feel like that. Um, I really appreciate because presidents in the U.S. tend to be a bit quiet after they leave the office. Yeah. That's that's the way that um the precedent goes and the tradition. So it was nice to hear from both of them um, mm-hmm. that they came out and encouraged the class, but also the nation. And I would say like the global community, I really liked what Bush said. Um, and this was in a video that was uh, produced maybe two weeks ago. And I'm, I'm not sure who produced the video, but um, it was obviously professionally done and there was music set to it. And um, he said, we are human beings equally vulnerable and equally wonderful in the sight of God. We rise or fall together and we are determined to rise. And Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that he came out and said that and encouraged um, the community in general that we're all humans, like regardless of where we are and what we're doing and how much money we have, like we're all in this together. It's interesting. I remember um, when I was in my early 20s, I had a friend who worked on the Hill, um, you know, interning for senators. And um, he was he was interning for a conservative uh, at the time. And and I was like a newly minted liberal. So we had so many fun conversations and it was never like antagonistic, but. Um, I always appreciated that about him, but he was talking about just how small the difference is between like a Republican and a Democrat. Like when you really come down to it, um, the thing that we're, the things that we're arguing over are like really, really small differences. Um, and Mr. Bush said, president Bush said, um, something similar. He said, let us remember how small our differences are in the face of this shared threat. And that's so true. Like, I think that like call for um, bipartisan uh, or just nonpartisan action and cooperation is, is really inspiring. And thank you, Mr. Bush, President Bush. Yep for coming out from your tree farm and your paintings too. Paintings, I know. To give us oh. this world, this, the world this message because I think we really, we really needed it. Yeah. And I also liked um, from the Obama speech, uh, you were talking about that being a teenager is such a special time and like you're opening up and the world is your oyster. But he does mention that 
your high school graduation won't seem like that big of a deal very quickly. Um, and I, I would love to say to young people, to my younger self and to myself sitting here now, that things mm-hmm. that feel immensely large and monumental in the moment um, mm-hmm. are not like I, I remember a few things about my graduation day from high school. Um, I remember I had a white dress because we had white robes, so you couldn't mm-hmm. wear any color underneath of it. I remember my grandpa bought me ice cream, but like, no. I don't remember those people that I went out with that evening or where we went no. or what we did. Um, and I was a good kid, so it's not cause I blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> like there are other things that are important. And even though that feels so important, cause that's the biggest event in your 18 years, when you're 40, yeah. that's not the biggest event that you ever went through. Um, no. And, I and think if it is, it... I'm sorry for you. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But I think that's important to remind people that something that looms large in your life at the moment is not yeah. a defining moment. I had a conversation with a friend yesterday, and I was saying that if I believed in any type of reincarnation, it's not that you die and you're reborn, but it's that you get to have lots of different lives in one lifespan. Because who you are when you're 15 is not who you are when you're 25 or when you're 35 or when you're 45. You You get to have a different life as you live through one lifetime. And I think that's important to remember that you change and what's big now is not necessarily big later. I would have missed out on like some of the best parts of my life if I was committed to being an adult, the same adult that I thought I would be when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes for people in their 20s and their 30s. Like don't get Mm -hmm. stuck in who you've defined yourself as. Like keep redefining yourself. I feel very much like a life coach right now. (laughs) <laughs> I know. You do. But we're not life coaches. We're just people who have had to start over a couple of different times because of life, life has not always gone the way that we planned it. Oh, it's true. So, um, and I think that um well, I don't know if you want to read this quote, but there's a great quote from Obama's commencement speech where he kind of sums this up. You can read it. Um, he says, no one does big things by themselves. If we're going to Mm. save the environment and defeat future pandemics, we're going to have to do it together. So be alive to one another's struggles, stand up for one another's rights, leave behind all the old ways of thinking that divide us. Um, and I think that's true as you find yourself, like find yourself through your community and through, um, what you're passionate about and people that challenge you. Um, and stand up for other people like that is so important um, mm-hmm. and you can do that in your own way like we're not sitting here advocating that you have to stand up for all the things that are important to me or to you yeah. um, find your find own passion that you're passionate about those are the types of things that part of who you are that can like you can answer that call you right. can't answer every call as a teenager I really tried that out but (laughs) but you can't you can't be everything but you can be something and yeah finding that something I think is really kind of the journey that the graduate graduates of 2020 will be going on 
Um, I mean, at least high school graduates of 2020 and, and probably university graduates as well. I mean, my life looks a lot different than I thought it would after university as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, And along those lines, also LeBron James, who we know because we're from Ohio. So I feel like the last what? 20 years of my life, his name has followed me because anywhere I go, they're like, Ohio, LeBron James, um, uh-huh. basketball Well, player. he has made like a point to be in Ohio, which yes, which I think is amazing. And I love what he said. And I think this is, again, this is not to teenagers or just the graduating class. This is to all of us. Um, yeah. He said, flip the message of stay home and turn it into stay close to home and change your community. Mm-hmm. It's the takeaway from takeaway from the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> messages from the pandemic. No, um, is that like it's really important to care about your local community. And on Instagram, for example, there's the um, buy local uh, logo that you can stick on your pictures now and say where you're where you're purchasing things. Um, and we saw that with the face masks, like local people making face masks for the local community. I think it's just so important, um, to not forget that we're a global community, but to really focus on our local communities, um, as well through this, that buying local, uh, encouraging people local, taking care of your neighbors is so important. And if you have a strong local community, then the global community comes out of that. Yeah. And I do think the two most important things that Barack Obama said in his commencement address, both to the class of 2020 graduating from high school and the HBCU um, graduates from university, um, the two most important things I think he said are the status quo needs changing. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's become apparent with, with the pandemic, the pandemic has been a tool, but we've known about this. Like we've been seeing this coming for a long time. The status quo needs to, something needs to change. Um, This generation will be the one to, to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said, you can't do it alone. Meaningful change requires allies and a common cause. And and that sort of echoes the quote that you did that you said before, but I think that's just that's really really good advice. Like you are always going to be stronger together than you are the lone warrior. Mm-hmm. You can try that, but it's going to burn out really quickly and you need other people's gifts and talents. You absolutely need them in order to create something that, you know, is sustainable. When it reminds me of a quote that you read me from Oprah, um, that while you're gathering your strength out there and uniting, don't forget to focus on you and your inner voice. I think that that lone warrior can also be something that drowns out your voice inside um because you're still listening to all the noise of social media and news and being consumed by what's happening outside yeah I loved what Oprah had to say on the Facebook graduation I had several points of what she had to say one of her 
bits of wisdom. There's so much uncertainty, and in truth, there always has been. I really liked that because I think that it kind of reminds us that this pandemic is not not the end all be all of like you know cataclysmic events that have like hit humanity. Mm-hmm. Like humanity has suffered a lot of different <laughs> as long as we've been on this earth there's yes. been suffering no my cousin po- um posted something a couple uh, days ago and it was if you were born in the year 1900 what events you would have experienced and it was basically like when you're 18 world war one would have finally come to an end mm-hmm. when you are 36 like you see world war ii on the horizon when you mm-hmm. are uh, I don't know, 54, your children go off and fight in Vietnam. Like it just kind of, it went through and uh, really made me contemplate on that, that like we feel like this moment in history is so heavy and the heaviest it's ever been. But really every no. 20 years, <laughs> humanity is facing nuclear war or <laughs> world war or I don't know, someone dumb doing something somewhere, an oil spill. <laughs> like, we're just constantly, like, it's the nature of being alive yeah, that they're struggling. It's true. The only constant is change, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked the end of that quote by Oprah. She said, the answers will come for sure if you can accept not knowing long enough to get still and stay still long enough for new thoughts to take root in your more quiet deeper, truer self. The noise of the world drowns out the sound of you. You have to get still to listen. Mm -hmm. And I really loved that sentiment. And I think that's just, I mean, people who meditate have been screaming this for like a while now, (laughs) you know, Um, that like the, the deep, true self, the wisdom that that is in you uh, can only come when you're deep, when you uh, connect with it, when you connect with that deeper you through quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether that's, you know, prayer traditions, meditation traditions, you know, yoga, whatever it is that like connects you to that quiet self. I think that um, it's more and more and more important to find an activity that you can kind of engage that as we look at kids who grew up with social media and so many loud voices and the 24 hour news cycle, so many loud voices there. And if you just listen to the people who are screaming the loudest, um, you can really get off track. Like you can really deviate from your purpose, from the wisdom that you know to be true. So I thought Oprah really, Really held it down for the uh, class of 2020 there. Yeah, I agree. Well, we talked about this when we were doing the 30-day version of this podcast, um, that there have been studies that to let your brain be bored for a minute, like, yes, just sit and look out the window, um, mm-hmm. and it's really good for you. Don't try to it's constantly a fight. I fight every day for my daughter. Because, you know, like we're homeschooling right now and she'll she'll be like, she's bored. I'm bored. And I'll have to fight like my inner mom 
that wants to be like my inner hover mom, I should say, that wants to be like, oh, here, let me like set up a craft for you or let me like do this for you or do that for you and make sure that you're constantly entertained. And uh, and really, I've just been like, well, go find something to do. And <laughs> when I was growing up, bored was a four letter word in my house. Like, oh, yeah. You, you got said, a tour. Oh, if you said bored, like. It was the worst thing you could say, but it was more like what you were just saying. It wasn't that then my mom was like, well, then I'll find you something to do. It was not that. It was like, no, you are your own person and you will be with you forever. So never be bored, but find something. Um, And she didn't necessarily mean to find something to do, but like be okay being still with you. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay not to have outside entertainment. Um, That's a super important lesson for parents. Way to go, Dale. (laughs) She's a good mom. I give her two thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So time has come for the moment of calm today. I stole the privilege from Tassie. Yes. (laughs) Thank you for being so gracious, Tassie. (laughs) Letting me do a moment of calm. The whole episode really has been a moment of calm (laughs) and (laughs) <laughs> and I hope wherever you are listening, I hope that, you know, if you have teenagers, you have graduating classes, you have kids that are missing out on the end of their school years that are disappointed. I hope that, you know, these pointing you to these people and the wisdom that they shared with the class of 2020 can give you some tools to like help make the transition a little bit better for them, that life will indeed continue to go on and, uh, we're all in this together. Those yeah, big... not just for the teenagers, but for those of us that have to go back out there into the real world and go back to work and go back to school, yeah. all those things. I think that, that that, at least for me, the last two months felt really like someone had hit pause and mm-hmm. I was in a little cocoon. And now that is opening up and... Um, yeah, like, I'm not sure what's on the other side of it. So I think that I've taken a lot of encouragement from this, that I may not be a youngin going out into the world that way. But like, still we're still young. Like, <laughs> still feels like the world is somehow opening. And this side of it is a bit new and different. And I'm not sure what to expect. I know. I know. It's true. And I think that the big takeaway is like, what would you say is the biggest takeaway? I mean, like, we've we've heard these words they can they can kind of fade into the background because they're the typical like you know i don't know inspirational words you know the health mm-hmm. coaches or not the health coaches but the life coaches use them and well i uh, think for me it's been think global act local like that's something yeah. that's always been important to me it's how i've tried to um, live my life and process things that are important to me, but never more has it felt like that's important. Like think yeah, about and thinking globally has a whole different meaning now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about our global community and act for our local community. Yes, absolutely. Um, what about you? Yeah. That reminds me of what, uh, Brock said in the HBCU. He said, um, don't just activate yourself online. Um, you know, don't just post the things that you think you should be saying to stand up for other people online, like get involved in your community so that like act locally. That's an important piece of that. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. 
now for the real. That's kind of a false start and a moment of calm. We had more to say. Um, anyway, the world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. And that's by, how do you say his name? Paolo Coelho. Thanks so much for this discussion, Tassie. I thought it was really good. Um, thanks for helping me dig up and listen to all the commencement speeches. I think we both listened to. Uh, yeah. To a lot of them, so and nice. I kind of was nostalgic. We didn't even hit on Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miley. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> well, enjoy I feel like we should of- be like, I feel like our outro music should be like Taylor Swift's, like, Only the Young. Like, <laughs> I, I can't afford that. But if you all listening to this can just imagine... The music is fading out to only the young by Taylor Swift. (laughs) This is our dedication to the class of 2020. To anybody who is living through the year 2020, you are now part of the class of 2020. Amen. We have lived through something together and we are still living through something together. Um, But here's to 2020 and all of the hard lessons it taught us. And you know, let's hope 2021 has some spring in its step, right? Bigger, better, and stronger. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you so much for talking Bye. to me. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of From Quarantine. We are live on all platforms, so you can find us on everything from the big guys like Apple Podcasts and Spotify to your favorite podcast apps. You can get updates on our episodes on Instagram. Just search for From Quarantine, and you can find our full show notes on our website, quarantine.cz. We would love it if you would like and share our episodes with your friends. But if you could also take a moment to rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, that would help us out tremendously. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by the coronavirus outbreak. Live together. Dialogue.